0: Hey there, Mums the Word listeners. It's Kazjaff here, and you're tuning into another episode where I bring to you experts from across the globe. Uh, this one is actually a little bit more local to me. So local, in fact, that um, Carly and I practice together here in, uh, in Melbourne at Vita Lifestyles in Sandringham. So it's a super personal thrill to be able to share with you some of her wisdom and insight into hormonal health. Carly is... Um, sharing such amazing wisdom on this episode, something that is, uh, I know, important uh, in terms of hormonal health for mums-to-be, new mums, we touch on children, we touch on women in general, and pretty much an episode that you're going to want to share and have um, all your friends download as well and listen to because there's such... Important wisdom shed. Carly is a naturopath who specializes in hormonal health with a particular interest in thyroid disease. She's a local Bayside mother, Bayside in Melbourne, um, like I mentioned, and a passionate speaker. Her well-known events help my hormones and my essential one-day retreats help educate families about the importance of healthy hormones and how to restore them. She practices, as I said, from her clinic Vita Lifestyles here in Sandringham in Australia. Very happy to have you listen to this episode. Enjoy. Here's Carly. Hey Carly, it's so good to have you on the show. Please tell the listeners all about yourself. Hi Kaz, thank you for
1: having me. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Um, who am I? Well, I am a mother. Uh, I have a, one daughter. She's uh, turning seven. Her name is Madison. And uh, I live in uh, the Bayside area of Brighton, uh, in Brighton, sorry, Melbourne. Um, and I've been here for about 15 years. Uh, but I'm not actually a Victorian, I'm actually from Queensland, believe it or not. Um, and came to reside in Victoria after living overseas for a number of years. So I love it down here and it gives me kind of the best of both worlds of um, seasons and a um, practice at Vita Chiropractic um, with you, which is fantastic, uh, down in Sandringham and I've been there for um, a couple of years actually and um, that that was an interesting story in itself because for many years I actually was uh, in the corporate sector um, doing change management for a number of corporate companies and um, my um, daughter became quite um, sick when she was young with gut problems and at that stage, um, I wasn't contemplating coming back to naturopathy where I started my career, but, um, yeah, her health challenge, you know, really inspired me to, to um, you know, come back into naturopathy and help other people that have had similar similar problems. So it's been a, a bit of a circle, you know, a circular career I've had going from naturopathy to corporate back to naturopathy, but um, I was brought up in the health industry. My my father's a chiropractor too and my sister's actually a chiropractor in Melbourne. Um, and so our philosophy has always really been about, you know, living healthy, you know, trying to to have the right diet and the right lifestyle and supporting our bodies to heal itself. So I was really um, indoctrinated into to that kind of thinking right from from the get-go. And my passion for that really... You know, evolved as I left high school and um, studied naturopathy, and uh, and I've never really lost that passion. It was just after coming back from overseas, I, I kind of needed a bit of money, and I, I got into the corporate sector, and I kind of went off, you know, gall- you know, gallivanting down this corporate route for a long time, and um, which I really loved because it taught me how to be a good businesswoman. And, and that allowed me to save enough money for me to, you know, eventually come back to naturopathy and open up my own practice. So all things kind of culminated back to where I am now. And now I can do the best of both worlds, which is help other people and be a, and a, be a mum uh, and a healer at the same time, which I was never able to really do wholeheartedly when I was in the corporate sector.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think think the conclusion is you're where where you're supposed to be.
1: (laughs) Um. Yeah, I do believe that. I've, I've come back to where I'm meant to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd really love you to get more into your story and tell us really more about the work that you're doing now these days.
1: Yeah, it's been an interesting journey actually, Kaz, because when I came back to naturopathy, I was doing a lot of gut work with people. And because that's, you know, with my daughter's illness, essentially she had chronic um, constipation and, and that was really, as a parent, very, very challenging um, because I was working in the corporate sector and I was working full-time and she was in full-time daycare. Like a lot of mums listening to this um, podcast would be working mums with kids in childcare and you do your best, right? And I was just kind of side wiped by her her um irritable bowel condition and uh at that stage it was really important for me and my husband to to get on top of it because um I, i was just devastated and she was you know three at the time and very upset so we we went paleo and really cleaned up the way that we were living, and we started doing a lot of gut work. And it was the culmination of all that effort um, that uh, uh, eventuated in her overcoming constipation and her gut problems, and being the happiest kid. Like it was complete night and day. So I really started off with a lot of gut work, and that is always has always been my foundation. But as I you know, grew my practice, I saw a lot of, of women, um, coming to me with, um, hormonal problems, mainly fatigue and, um, weight gain and just, um, not, not kind of having a good, you know, hormonal cycle. And I started to put the pieces together, you know, a lot because I was feeling like that too. And I was like, okay, well, there's a common ground here. We've all got um, you know gut problems but but also have a lot of hormonal problems and I really started focusing um, the last year really on on hormones and in particular thyroid disease and I found out through that journey of discovery that um, my whole family has thyroid disease which was, you know, both kind of shocking and amazing at the same time because now we had an answer for why, you know, my mum was feeling, you know, the way that she's felt for the last 20 years and the way that my dad was had been feeling and ha- didn't get the answers from the doctors or the hospitals when he was having the heart palpitations and they were looking down, you know, it being a heart disease. And, it eventuated that it was actually um, uh, Graves' disease, a, a thyroid autoimmune disease. Um, a disorder. So, through this journey, I think you know that's really cemented in me that I'm meant to be where I am. Because without me coming back into practice and really focusing on hormones and understanding thyroid better, I, we probably wouldn't have discovered you know my my family's you know history you know current autoimmune disease. For me, that's really important because now I have to be extra vid- vigilant for myself and also for my daughter because, you know, it, part of autoimmune disease, is, it's, it's a genetic thing. Uh, you need to have three things to trigger autoimmune disease according to um, those people who've been following the very well-known Alexio Fasano. He's a, um, a doctor Uh, in autoimmune disease particularly celiacs and he's discovered that there's three kind of things that create autoimmune disease leaky gut the genetics obviously and then there's being a trigger so for me you know it's really important that I can help people to see whether they've got a genetic link there work with them on the gut, which has been always the foundation, and then understand if there's any, you know, we'll try and protect them from having any triggers that might um, create thyroid problems. And thyroid is so prevalent in women between 30 and 60. It's so prevalent that it's nearly, you know, 90% Ninety percent of my my practice is seeing women come in with thyroid problems that have not been diagnosed because you might know, because you go to the doctor, you, you've got these questions, you're not feeling great, and the doctor tests your thyroid and everything comes back saying it's fine, but we can't, you know, you know, we can't forget that we're feeling. Not right, and we can't be dismissive about it. And it's the that that worries me the most, is that we kind of as mothers we we think oh well it should be normal for me to feel fatigued, especially in the morning and the afternoon, and just kind of pass out in the evening. And it's and it's normal for me to you know put weight on because I'm not I haven't been able to get to the gym, and I'm running around after the kids and you know, and of course my periods aren't going to be normal and it's normal for me to be stressful, you know, these are all things that for me are flags and for most women are just, okay, well, that's just part of being a mum. And, you know, the longer you have those symptoms and there's an underlying thyroid problem, the more destruction to the thyroid um gland itself and once you get destruction of a thyroid gland then it's really hard to come back from that um and i want to make sure that everybody's really fo- you know can think that think about the health of the whole body but also about the endocrine system which is you know responsible for how all of our hormones operate
0: yeah well i mean you sort of touched on a bit about how prevalent it is if your whole family has got it i mean I mean, it sounds like it's almost like epidemic. So, so what should we be looking at for? You've mentioned um, irregular periods. You've mentioned weight gain. You've mentioned fatigue. I mean, are these you know these are your red flags? Are there some others that people need to be aware of? And also, if they have been to the GP and they've got a a healthy test back from the thyroid function, what what can we do further to know look a little bit deeper? Shall I say?
1: Mm. Well, the most women have hypothyroid which is underactive thyroid and there are occasions where there's women have a hyper overactive thyroid but what you should be looking for is fatigue especially in the morning that's a thyroid um, one for sure but weight gain or weight um, loss that's kind of you know out of out of the blue you know you might put on you know five kilos all of a sudden in over six months and think well I haven't really changed anything or you could lose five kilos really quickly um, by not changing things too much I, I hear a lot constipation that is hands down most women will tick the constipation box and that's and that's for me, for me constipation is not um, just chronic constipation but more not going to the toilet every day. If you are not going to the toilet after day every day, then that's that's classified as constipation. Really, um, your hair falling out. Wow, that's a massive one, and you see that a lot with pregnancy um, and post pregnancy. Um, but hair thinning, hair falling out, really dry skin, dry hair, depression and anxiety. Um, feeling the cold I just can't get warm you've got cold hands and cold feet you need to get into the shower That there there are a lot of the common ones you will also get insomnia um difficulty sleeping those those are common as well some of the uncommon ones that you might not have thought could be thyroid are, are the ones that I I pick up a lot on which is Women who have got high cholesterol, and um, part of that total cholesterol being high is your low density lipids being high, and you eat a really a really good diet, and you're active, and you don't fit in the, to the typical, you know, poor um, diet eater. Yet you've got this high cholesterol, and you've always had it, and the doctors have recommended you go on um, statins or cholesterol lowering drugs, and. To bring them down and it and it, it just doesn't sit right that's your thyroid actually metabolizes your cholesterol for you so it's really part of that kind of unraveling of symptoms that um, people don't join the dots for with thyroid you can also have anemia or b12 deficiency with um, thyroid so that's another kind of common one uh, not known one and Another, you know, I've seen a lot of ladies lately who have got post-nasal drip, hay fever, a lot of upper respiratory tract allergies that have just had it for years and years and years since they've had their children and they've been on so many rounds of antibiotics to beat this. And, you know, that's that's a sign of, of autoimmunity or poor immunity. So I always check the antibodies with, with um, those women to make sure that they've, they haven't got any um, autoimmune disorders from that
0: yeah yeah so they're some of the common ones yeah and then the testing so you've just mentioned then antibodies so i've been to the GP. i feel tired i feel sluggish i you know I've put on some weight maybe um you know feeling the cold or whatever some of the things you've just mentioned constipation etc and they've done my like, thyroid function and it comes back as normal what what would you do or tell us a little bit more about how you look deeper
1: well this is the biggest kind of i i guess travesty in this whole um You know, scenario for women trying to get a better understanding of what's going on with their hormones is that it's very, very common for doctors just to run one thyroid hormone called thyroid stimulating hormone. And the problem with that is that it doesn't tell us really how much thyroid hormone you have in your cells being active. The full thyroid test that you need to get done is not just your thyroid stimulating hormone but also your thyroid hormones called Free T4, Free T3, and reverse T3. Now reverse T3 is not covered by Medicare, so it's it's very difficult for the doctors to normally um, add that to a full thyroid function test. But you can request it and you can pay for that. Um, So The reason why um, reverse T3 is really important is it's almost like your handbrake to T3. And so to understand really what's happening in your your thyroid hormones, we need to understand everything. So reverse T3, ladies, that's really important to check. And then the antibodies, which I just mentioned before, uh, because all of your thyroid hormones could come in as within the functional reference range or even within the laboratory reference range. We call that euthyroid, which is seems like it's everything's hunky-dory. But you've got, you know, constipation, your hair's falling out, you've got this weight gain, you've got fatigue, all the symptoms are just classic thyroid. You need to get your antibodies checked because elevated antibodies are the reason why you're having those symptoms because it's actually dest- destroying your thyroid gland. So there's three um types of antibodies that your doctor can run and that's called one of them is called um, TPO, the other one's called thyroglobulin antibodies and the other one's a TSH receptor antibody. And there that is it, you know if you're just looking at thyroid, they're the key ones that I would definitely check, but I would also at the same time check your cortisol levels and your, um, also your sex hormones like estrogen, progesterone, testosterone because most, um, most of us don't know but, you know, estrogen can also put weight on and so can testosterone, so l- low testosterone. So we need to understand really all of those key hormones in one, one profile in a nutshell, that's that they're the key ones that I would check out first. And your doctor should be able to run those, you just have to, you know, be vigilant and ask for them to be run. If you're having trouble, then, you know, I think it, it's worthwhile finding a, a health practitioner that's, that's um, skilled in thyroid to, um, diagnosis, uh, because it is a very complex um, gland, you know, there's a lot that can Go wrong in that pathway, and blood testing is only going to tell us eighteen percent of what those hormones are doing. So it's only a really small picture part of the puzzle. If we're only seeing eighteen percent of the hormones in our blood test, and where's the rest of the hormone? Well, the rest of the hormones actually sitting in our cells doing its job. And um, up until you know the last five years, it's been really hard to measure. Ha, um, thyroid hormones at a cellular level, but we at, uh, we do down at Vita have a thyroid function test that sell, measures the cellular amount of your active thyroid hormone, uh, the T3, and it's called a thyroflex. And that's a really simple um, reflex test, actually. Uh, that takes five minutes and putting together your blood test and your thyroid um, cellular test, we can get a very you know, comprehensive picture of what's going on with your thyroid. Um, there's only probably a handful of practitioners in Australia that have this technology. Some, some actual uh, GPs who are specialising in thyroid have it as well. Uh, so you just, if you jump onto my website, you'll see the link to Thyroflex there, and um, you can find someone in your, hopefully, in the area of, of the listeners um, that's skilled in in uh, using that testing facility. But it's been a, an amazing tool that we've been able to help women, um, you know, discover the health of their thyroid, with yep. in
0: particular. Yeah, well, I mean, of course, we're talking hormones and there's a lot of our listeners out there who might be planning on a second baby or even a first baby that might be struggling. Talk to us a little bit about the importance of having your thyroid checked so that we know where it's at before um, before pregnancy. And then, of course, it's important, as we both know, when we're just talking about hair loss and other things um, with fatigue that come on board with um, postnatally.
1: Yeah, well... So your hormones are messengers at the end of the day. So they they are going out to the parts of your body to instruct them to do something. Um, and with um, pregnancy, you know, we, we've got a lot of hormones that have got to do a lot of work to tell the body to release an egg, to fertilise an egg, to grow a fetus, to, you know, to do all that amazing um, work that's involved in bringing Um, a life into this world. And a lot of women forget um, or don't know really that um, fertility is governed by thyroid just as much as it's governed by your sex hormones. And it's quite often that I see uh, fertility issues in women with um, thyroid um, dysfunction and it hasn't been picked up on so one if you're going if you're planning on having a baby then definitely go and get your thyroid the full thyroid um tested not just your tsh get everything tested because it's so important for not only conception but also the growth and the development of your fetus so it's um you know it's about the dna synthesis that's what you know instructs your 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 baby's you know body to grow in the right sequence and a lot of um, infertility is actually attached to thyroid uh, issues now it's not only just before conception that you need to be focusing on thyroid health it's and it's it's also in the first trimester through the development stage but it's also postpartum when women have gone through this huge um you know i want to say trauma it's not trauma but it is stress on our body our thyroid can become inflamed. In fact, one out of every 10 women will have silent thyroid uh, thyroiditis occurring after childbirth. And this triggers um, a lot of the postpartum, the first 6 to 12 months, women are feeling tired and fatigued and emotional and weight gain and the hair's falling out. You know, a lot of that is due to their thyroid being inflamed. So you you need to have thyroid health all the way through pregnancy and postpartum to make sure that that's functioning. And we also want to make sure that we're passing down the right genetic genes and hormones to our children because children can also, and I'm seeing this a lot too, Kaz, which is a little bit scary. We've got children with Hashimoto's, which is um, another one of the thyroid autoimmune disorders, and as young as um, two, uh, I've seen in my practice so it's alarming and the reason why we need to be very vigilant about that, that is like these children need to grow up with good brain function and cognitive function and uh, and development uh, motor development and thyroid's really
0: important for that well, I think you, um, touched to you touched on it as well getting back to gut health really <laughs> you know it's sort of it's almost like an upward spiral or downward spiral when you know there's you know super bugs and so much antibiotics out there and issues with gut in the first place all the way the child is brought into the world etc it's almost like a perfect storm being set up
1: yeah it's all interconnected the gut is your second brain or some say it's the first brain telling the other part you know the other real brain in our head um, you know what to do and that's where your instruction. Come from to your thyroid gland, from your your hypothalamus and your pituitary gland. That's it in your brain. So it's very important that you've got good gut health for hormone function, and it's critical. and And that's what, and that's why that my you know my beginning of this journey or a second beginning you could call it around gut health with my own daughter's um, um, problems. Uh, four or five years ago has really been a foundation that I've, you know, rolled out, you know, time and time again with people with hormone problems to, to get on top and restore because your body has this amazing ability, you know, it has the amazing ability to heal itself and sometimes we just need to put it into the right direction. Yeah. And on my on my website I've got this, you know, this this is, you know, four years of my work. That I've put into healing my own family's um, guts, uh, gut, guts, gut, and health um, has been around focusing on two care areas: decreasing the burden that we have in our life um, and our lifestyle, and increasing the resistance. And you know, the more focus that we have on decreasing the burdens from inflammatory foods like um, gluten and uh, rye and sugars. Um, dairy can be quite inflammatory, you know, if they've got an, um, a, a casein intolerance, soy, and there's a huge array of inflammatory foods um, that were in our diet that puts a lot of burden and stress on our hormones. And it was just through removing those inflammatory foods from my daughter's life that, and, you know, obviously placing a lot of importance on also um, increasing her resistance that really got her over over her challenge and it's been uh, critical to the health of, uh, and the balancing of people's hormones as well. So, yeah, to decrease the burden, that's also all of the other destructive um, lifestyle choices that we make around um, certain medications and, um, you know, the parabens and the plastics and the perfumes that we have in our cosmetics uh, in our cleaning products, they make a huge amount of impact on our um, hormone balance as well. And then increasing the resistance, you know, we talk about gut before, like your pre and probiotics, you know, your fermented foods and your bone broths, you know, they don't underestimate the power of those guys just by adding those into your diet. My daughter now kind of eats fermented sauerkraut out of the jar. She loves it. Earlier, this is a tip for mums out there with little kids, the earlier you get them onto these amazing pre and probiotic foods like um, fermented um, sauerkrauts and kefirers and kombuchas and bone broths, they will have the most amazing diet. They'll eat the, the the biggest you know array of foods, and they won't be picky. They'll and they'll be healthy and. You know, we started her really young at three, and now she'll pretty much eat anything that an adult will eat without complaining. Um, so, this you know, getting getting them even to just put it on their little um, tray in front of them, at, you know, at one or two years old, just for them to you know taste and feel. And I know your podcast is amazing, cars about how to deal with picky eaters out there but the earlier you can uh, you know integrate these types of foods into to their diet increase their resistance to to um to help their body overcome um immune challenges and hormone challenges the better really and chiropractic obviously you know being a chiropractic kid myself (laughs) Madison, you know that was monumental in her um, chronic constipation as well as it was chiropractic um and that's that's all about, about increasing the resistance for your body to to overcome hormonal challenges as well.
0: Yeah. And building resilience. Well, I've got a few big questions that are coming to mind. And I'm um yes, I'm a chiropractor, as we both know, but more. I just wanna be um on this um episode, the curious mum, because I'm sure I'm speaking for a lot of mums out there. You mentioned um, around the practice and I hear it is uh, iodine deficiency and um, I really wanted you to talk about that and how that could be um, related with thyroid issues.
1: Yeah, iodine deficiency. Who out there eats um, sea plants and deep sea fish every day? (laughs) I mean I, I, I ask this question to every one of my patients that come through, how much iodine are you getting from food? And it's, it's pretty much zero. A lot of people eat salmon. Salmon doesn't contain iodine. You've got to have the deep sea crustaceans and fish. They're the ones that have the iodine from the, the seawater. Um, kelp, you know, I don't see that on people's plates too often. No. Um, so we, we, we are living in a Western society that that's, has a chronic iodine deficiency. And, yes, they, you know, added iodine to our salt, Um, you know many years ago but that's still only contributing to about 10% of your daily recommended amount so even if you're eating iodized salt um, it's really hard for us to get iodine um, into our diets so iodine is the most critical nutrient to the um, production of your active thyroid hormones it is um, at the first stage of thyroid production, it's also at the at that last stage of conversion into our thyroid hormones. And when we have disruptive chemicals in our in our lifestyle, like fluoride in our water and our toothpaste, like um, e numbers, yep, yeah and 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 also you know your plasticizers, all of those go into our and block our iodine receptors so you might be getting a little bit of iodine in um through you know salt or other forms but you are you're blocking its absorption into the thyroid where it needs to make the hormone so you're at a, like you know you're battling um against each other so it's 80 percent of people with thyroid problems have an iodine deficiency and it's and I know it's a, you know for those who've done a lot of research around thyroid or might have a, thi- a pre-existing thyroid problem, and they've looked at iodine. There's a lot of conjecture around how it's used, but it's it's, it's so important to get onto iodine um, early, early, the earlier the better. And what's a so I will,
0: what's a good form for people?
1: Look, you can take, um, you know. Um, you can take kelp um, tablets, they're, they're out there, but I actually um, like an iodine in a drop of, drop form and you can find that probably, you know, through many of your health practitioners will be able to put you onto a safe dosage of iodine. But with all iodine, and if you have got, got a pre-existing thyroid um, issue, I always run a um, 24-hour urinary iodine loading test, which tells me just how deficient you are because, you know, just taking the daily recommended amount of iodine for those with thyroid problems is not enough. We need to get you onto high dosing, and you need to do that under a gui- the guidance of a health practitioner. So, put that one down as another one as a, of of your tests to get for thyroid, which is a an iodine loading test. And did you know, like with uh, with um, with babies um, and children also, that they can they can have iodine deficiencies too. So quite often, um, the mother might have goiter, which is like an inflamed um, thyroid caused by lack of iodine. And you'll you'll know if the baby's um, iodine deficient because you'll you'll they'll fail to kick, you know, vigorously. They might sleep a lot which might be a blessing to some women but if they're sleeping excessively and um, they might um, have a croaky cry sometimes their hair doesn't grow like their, their hair grows really short and coarse and they might have a really big bulging tummy um, and of course constipation problems they're some of the ones that you should look out for your with for your children so Making sure if you are, you know, breastfeeding that you're getting, um, iodine is, is really important for your baby's, baby's, you know, um, repletion of iodine as well. But you, you know, you can speak to a a health practitioner about making sure that, you know, that, that that's safe for you. But some of those things that, you know, mothers fail to look at can actually be just an indication of their own underactive thyroid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Such good, such good advice. Well, I just wanted to go in a little bit of depth and obviously it would be unique to each, um, each client or each person, but I mean, obviously you're a naturopath. So I can imagine people out there going, I don't know if I want to get this tested because I don't want to end up on medication for the rest of my life. I mean, this is something, you know, if you could lead into about what you do or what, you know, how it can be helped.
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. And, you know, I battled, with that for a long time with my own family's um um you know diagnosis of autoimmune and there's two i mean there's two two camps if if you do have um if you do have hormonal problems and we're talking just thyroid here um then you know if you've just got hypothyroid which is just or hyperthyroid which is just an underactive or overactive thyroid then getting the right nutrients in like iodine and selenium and zinc and your B vitamins and um, vitamin C, they're all really important for manufacturing the hormone. So you can quite easily, um, you know, restore your thyroid hormone just by getting the right nutrients supplemented for, you know, and focusing on your gut because that's really important um, as well. Um, but if you do come back um, with, um elevated antibodies, and you have got Hashimoto's or graves, then it's really uh, it, it's really difficult for you to maintain thyroid health without being on a hormone uh, because it is attacking the gland. and I'm in the you know I'm in the business of prevention, and we're trying to prevent the further destruction of that thyroid gland. so so, um, while I'm talking about thyroid hormones, I'm talking about natural thyroid hormones. They are natural desiccated thyroid hormones from, um, from porcine from pig that are compounded, um, that have all of the hormones together, T3, T4, maybe T1 and T2, which we didn't talk about, but they've got the whole kind of package there ready for you to to go into your body and quite often a lot of women I see with Hashimoto's or hyperthyroidism that are on um, just a synthetic hormone from their GPs, uh, it's just T4 and they're still feeling rubbish and, and they don't know why because they've, just been take, they've been taking hormone medication but they're still not getting any better and that's because your body you still has to convert that into an active form called T3. So, you know, I think there's two things. One, make sure you have got the nutrients in. Two, make sure you 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 either know you've got the antibodies or not. And three, go and see a skilled practitioner that knows how to natural practitioner that you know knows how to to manage Hashimoto's or Graves with natural desiccated thyroid hormone and manage you through that process because it's really, really complex, Kaz, and it's, and it's not a one-size-fits-all with thyroid. But you can do a lot at home by, you know, decreasing the burden and increasing the resistance and making sure that you get those key nutrients in. And you can see all those on my website too.
0: Yeah, yeah, amazing advice. This is uh, going to be a really popular downloaded episode. I know it already. Um, I'd love for you to share, Carly, an affirmation or a quote and it's meaning to you
1: yeah I there's something I started saying to people um uh, not long back into me coming back into private practice and that was the body does not quick fix it fixes right and you know that's really an extension of you know the philosophy of chiropractic which is you know um the power to heal you know the, the power of your body to heal itself is 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 there and when you Put your body into the right, um, you know, right frame of mind, you know, it will do the job for it, but you can't rush these things. It won't, it's not like, you know, taking, you know, an antibiotic, you know, you're feeling crap one day and the next day, you know, you're feeling a bit better. If, you, if you're going to do it right, you need to allow the body to do it, do it in its own way. And All I can do as a practitioner is really just give you the information to take home and to apply yourself. You are the destiny of your own health. I just have a lot of information and a lot of, you know, ingredients that you can put in to your body to get it to turn around. But the body does not quick fix it fixes right cars yeah no
0: you're, you're steering it in the right direction yeah it's one of our 33 principles of chiropractic is that healing takes time and we're not talking about band-aids and cover-ups we're talking about proper healing and proper change so i mean it's exactly exactly the same philosophy um i'd love you to also share if you can just to create um, more of our community and not create uh, not reinventing the wheel is maybe a time for you that where you struggled and things weren't so easy or whether it was perfect um, personally or professionally and and what did you learn
1: well uh, um, I live with this um every day personally you know the struggle that of guilt that I had when Madison um developed irritable bowel disease at three and and here I was I was traveling all around the world um as a high-flying you know executive and I was a trained naturopath not practicing but I was trained you know that I had a I had a clinic, you know, for many years before I, you know, went jaunting around the world. But here I was, I wasn't there for her. And this is a you know, every mum out there will kind of, you know, nod their head to this. But I just thought, how can I let this happen? You know, I'd made this career choice that had resulted in me putting into childcare five days a week, that then had resulted in her resulted in her being, you know, put on you know gluten and you know other stuff you know that was overwhelming her her gut and it wasn't healthy and at times I would you know I'm about to cry now but at times I would come home I'd be you know crying in the shower or screaming into my pillow thinking you know how do I overcome this and, you know, at times I, we had to resort to suppositories, which is oh, just so horrible. I just, I really, um, I really just have that image of my daughter's face, you know, when, when we ha- she was going through this. And I don't want anyone to ever um, have to struggle with that. Um, but, you know, the silver lining of that was that I found my way back to naturopathy and, and she's healthy now. And we're all healthy. And, um, you know, I have. You know, I think guilt is something that, you know, you carry personally, but, you know, I carry that professionally too. I'm a mother to my patients also, you know, and when they're not having a great time or they're struggling with their results, you know, I I bring it home and I worry about it. Um, everyone's hormones or their health is a puzzle um and that's why i developed you know the my essential um program which is you know putting all the together the puzzle pieces of people's diet and lifestyle and emotional and physical well-being um because sometimes everyone's puzzle is just a little bit more complex or a little bit more challenging and than the other and um you know, I'm just, I'm just a mother at the end of the day that just knows a lot about health, <laughs> but it's a hard job and, you know, and I, and I, and I try not to let it get to me um, too much. But, yeah, I do carry guilt and,
0: and worry for other people. And I know we've discussed this before, being health practitioners, you know, either when we're not well or when our kids are not well, it's almost like a double guilt. Like, how, how could I have, you know, a child that you know is, is struggling with, I mean, it, you know, it's like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't really. I mean, if you go to work, you know, you're actually doing it to, you know, make sure you represent to them that, you know that you have a good work ethic and that, you know, they can have it all and you're also trying to make sure you've got money to give them a good life and yourself, of course. And then, you know, obviously the flip side is you can't be there for them 24-7. So it's like if you if you stay at home, you, you may not be um, – i guess fulfill that you didn't go into your career and that you gave everything up for your kids and if you go to work you think i'm not with them enough it's like you can't win you know it's (laughs) it's something that's something i think every mother struggles with no matter where they are at home or at work so it's just it's almost just finding that place of acceptance really um in my opinion so so what drives you and what gets you up in the morning to do what you do because you do so much well, uh, I have to get up because I've got a daughter
1: that needs to go to school, um, but um, I do I do actually jump out of bed and um, not a lot of people who come to see me actually can say they jump out of bed. It's one of their goals. They want to be able to jump out of bed um, with energy. I have energy, but I put a lot of energy into making sure that I uh, you know, decrease my burden and increase the resistance. But I get up because I want to... I want to teach other people that they too can feel good they can overcome the things that are really dragging them down the fatigue the weight gain the you know the bloating the constipation you know all of that is just a symptom that your body is not working right and you just by putting some things in place, the decreasing the burden and increasing the resistance is going to get you a long way. It might get you all the way there. Sometimes it might only get you halfway there and you might need somebody like myself or whatever just to get you that extra fat you know, extra fifty percent or extra twenty percent. But I get up because I know that there's someone out there that needs help and I put together, you know, you know, a great roadmap that, you know, we followed as a family that I know people can um implement into their day-to-day as well and I really love being an educator and a healer at the same time and a mother
0: (laughs) yeah yeah definitely me too so if you could go back in time and and tell your younger self maybe pregnant self something just with the wisdom that you have now or maybe possibly um mums out there who are now pregnant what what would you tell them (laughs) um well, I would
1: have checked my thyroid before I had medicine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would have, I would have given up gluten years and years ago. I mean, I mean, the amount of research I read on gluten now is really just um, embedded, uh, you know, it for me. And um, and just removing that from our diet has has not only healed medicine, but it's it's changed my my husband in my life um you know so I would have given up gluten and I I, one thing that really bugs me is that I was induced at um at 14 days overdue with Maddie and I was just so ready to you know be a mum and you know and my um my gyno or obstetrician was like you've got we've got to get this baby out there was nothing wrong with her I don't think she's happy in there but I was induced, and I was. I I often think, what if I just left it another day? Would she have like come out herself? And it would have just been such a more, you know, pleasurable experience. Um, But alas, we're here. We're healthy. And that's all that matters, I think.
0: Well, it's great advice for someone out there who's possibly, you know, got an impending induction coming on board just to, you know, challenge maybe some of their choices and things like that. So, you know, yeah, you might have paved the way for someone else even if it was not the nicest experience. That's the whole point of here not trying to reinvent the wheel. So it's not for nothing. Um, I'd love you to share some of the best advice you ever received.
1: (sighs) Oh, the best advice. Um, I look. I have to credit my my younger sister, Hannah, Dr. Hannah Pickford, I should say. She's a chiropractor. She actually, she was the one who, who came to me um, uh, long ago. It was probably about six years ago um, and said, hey, guys, you should really um, try this paleo thing. And um, and I was like, you know, we were like in the corporate world at that stage and my husband and I looked at each other like, what, what? It's a bit extreme um, but when Maddie had all these problems, you know it was the first thing that we, we went on to was paleo, and it pretty much fixed you know along with a lot of other things it pretty much fixed everything, and we were like, wow, she was right. my youngest baby sister uh, gave us this amazing advice, and we're not strict paleo by any, any means, but um you know uh, we do adopt pretty much you know eighty percent of that that philosophy and and it's been a great great advice
0: yeah it's not for nothing that it's been growing and growing over the past years as well that people adopted and hear it more and more well i'd love you to share also um some valuable resources that that you've that have helped you along your way so that the um, listeners can maybe leverage off you
1: yeah there's oh there's so i love the internet isn't it awesome you can just look up anything that you want sometimes it can not be working your favor but um There's some amazing, amazing amazing clinicians out there. Um, Sarah Gottfried is one. Um, she's got the, this hormone reset. She too her um, is a Hashimoto sufferer, um, and she's got some, you know, great articles and blogs. So jump on and check out Sarah Gottfried GOWTFRID. You'll have them in the show notes anyway. Another amazing mum is um, the paleo mum, Sarah Ballantyne, again, um, her journey, um, it was amazing. Um, those two are great, and for those people who probably don't have a thyroid problem or hormone problem, then, um, uh, my favorite clinician of all time is Chris Cresser. Um, yeah, well, he's just like on top of everything, and he's got this. He, you know, he 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 reviews all these research articles, and he and he challenges the he challenges them and says well that's just you know that's not right um and i love reading his post because it really you know people it means people aren't sitting back and just accepting research for the fact that it's research you know you've got to look at everything with a you know a little bit of skepticism and make you know open your eyes and make your own own kind of um opinions um balanced opinions you know and what you know one of the books that i first read to um um about 5 years ago was death by food py- pyramid um and that's that was an eye opener from a political point of view about the journey of, of of our food how it's evolved and you know the the lobbying and the you know the power of agricultural industries on our health um you know we talk about big pharma but we you know we got big agra there too big agricultural that is really, um, you know, shaping our diet and that's an amazing book for anyone who wants to get into the history of food and where it's come from.
0: Oh, definitely. I can still recite that ad that we had when we were little, that glass of, glass of milk, piece of cheese and a tub of yogurt. Every child needs that for their calcium and then you've got that small print brought to you by the dairy corporation. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can still, still recite that, That you know. Um, so they've indoctrinated us well. Not that I necessarily agree with it but, uh, you know, it just shows how far how far well, if- their, yeah. their media and marketing campaigns have, have gotten. Um, I'd love you to share now, of course, Carly, all the details that we can find out about how to get in touch with you about your services obviously your website and program and uh, yeah of course where you practice
1: yeah so i practice at vita lifestyles uh, in sandringham melbourne and um you know you can jump on and check out uh, on the show notes the link to vita um, lifestyles or the best way to kind of just do a bit more research and find out you know, a bit about hormones and all my kind of, you know, free blogs and information is on my website which is called Life Essential, L I F E D S E N T I A L dot com And, you know, I can do Skype consultations too for those people who are maybe living interstate that want a bit of advice maybe with their health journey. I'm on Facebook, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Insta. Um, and, you know, I am a naturopath so I'm pretty much skilled at, at doing anything but my my real passion is obviously hormones um, and gut health and, uh, you know, I just love helping people, you know, figure out kind of, you know, really what, what's happening. Yeah, and
0: so, of course I'm going to include everything in the show notes as well so you can definitely find out more. Sorry what you were saying, I interrupted the last bit
1: yeah so I think you know you'll find pretty much most of the information how to get hold of me on my website
0: yeah absolutely well this has been an amazing amazing episode I think it touches new mums mums to be any woman in general out there and also you've touched on the kids as well so perfect for mums the word and um, I can't wait till this episode releases and uh, to watch the downloads happening happening so thanks so much Carly
1: Oh, it's been awesome and, um, yeah, I'm just so, you know, I love just advocating, you know, good hormonal health and awareness out there because, um, you know, I'm sure there will be a handful of those listening that hadn't joined the dots before and now maybe they might be a little bit more vigilant and going back to their doctors or their health practitioners and looking a bit deeper because, you know, no one needs to live in fatigue or insomnia and weight gain like they can you know we can help you
0: yeah yeah thanks so
1: much great thanks Kaz thanks for having me ciao ciao bye bye thank you for joining us on this episode of Mums the Word please remember to subscribe rate and review us on iTunes and join us on our Facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world we look forward to having you join us again next time. Here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.